That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm praise the Lord and welcome once again. Hallelujah. It's great to be able to share the word of God with you and welcome again to stay into his word or stay dot into his word or into his word dot com. However you got here. Welcome. And you know what? You can always find us on the Internet. If you just go and search in, type in into his word, I N N T O his word and uh when I do it, I take over the whole page, so I'm able to find it very, very easily, and I trust that you'll be able to find it very, very easily. So if you can't remember .com, .org, .net, .whatever, just go ahead and type in uh, into his word, I-N-N-T-O, uh, hisword.com. Sorry for my uh, stuttering here. I've, I've lost something and I'm trying to find it before we get into the word of God so that we can uh, continue on. So I'm kind of killing a little time here, to be honest. And I want to say thank you again for coming to IntoHisWord.com. Tell a friend, relative, neighbor, whoever it may be. And for those listeners that's abroad over in other countries, the UK, Africa, New Zealand, Thailand, Vietnam, China, uh, the list goes on and on. I'm so thankful. Oh, the people in the motherland, Africa, uh, so thankful for you for tuning in. Maybe one day we'll be able, my wife and my family, maybe one day we'll be able to make a trip to Africa. Hallelujah. And visit the motherland. Uh, put our feet on some soil of the motherland. I do believe that humanity did start in Africa. If you take a close look at your map and do a little Bible study, a geography Bible study, you will find out. Now I had to find it. I found this out by going through some some old books, but I did find out that uh, the Garden of Eden was somewhere in Africa. Hallelujah! And then when I took in college, I found out that, uh, and you can find this out probably nowadays on the internet, that uh, Eve. Uh, was the bones, the oldest bones of man were found in Africa. Hallelujah. Uh, so it is a fact that humanity is African in nature. Praise God. So I guess we're all brothers and sisters in some sort of way. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of differences in people's understanding and people's relationships and so on and so forth, but we won't go down that rabbit hole, not at this particular time. So let's pray and we'll get into what we're going to get in today. I trust you did bring your Bible with you, as I always encourage you to do. 
Bring your Bible when you come to stay into his word or stay dot into his word or into his word. Just just be into his word. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord and Savior, thank you, Jesus, for another opportunity to minister your word to the people that are hungry and thirsting after righteousness, Lord. Lead us and guide us and strengthen us in everything that we do. We can't do it without you, Lord, although we think we're doing things without you. But uh, we're doing it with you because you wake us up every day. Hallelujah. You breathe the breath of natural life into our beings every day. You allow us to being and, and to move and create and walk and talk and think. You put it all together that you would get the glory. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. Well, I hope you have your Bibles, as I said before. So if you do, you can go ahead and turn to the book of Judges, book of Judges. And I'm going to share a little bit with you uh, uh, about the book of Judges. Not a whole lot, but I would encourage you, as I did on the Thursday night Bible study that we have online through Google Meets, Google Meet. And if you're familiar with Google Meet, it's kind of like a Zoom meeting so if you want to partake in that go ahead and send me an email and we can send you a link and you can be accepted into the bible study Uh, we just went over uh, parts of the book of judges and we're moving in to uh, i think the divided kingdom or something we're doing a search for truth bible study which is very good very basic with a little twist to it always so that we can learn more of God's word because you can't not know God without learning about God. And how are we going to learn about God is if we use his word, because then we get to know how he thinks, how he feels, what would he do in that situation? We get to develop a relationship with him. Amen. That's what it is. It's a relationship. So I was, uh, in the Bible study, uh, we was going through judges, talking about the judges, and uh, it sounds like I'm just going to share a little bit with you from that Bible study today, and I think it's important, and I think it's important because if you read the entire book of Judges, you can see yourself, you can see mankind and mankind's goodness and mankind's failures and mankind's goodness, and mankind's failure. But there was an attachment to the mankind's goodness, or to the children of Israel, if I can put it that way, uh, to their goodness, and the reason why they were doing good. And again, there was a reason why they did bad. And this is something that they fell into time and time again. Now, I know a lot of you listening may already know the story, may have already read the story, or who knows, you might have just finished reading it, or you may have just thought about reading it, and this can be encouraging you to read it. So for those of you who have just finished reading it, then this would just be uh, reinforcing what you read, and perhaps you'll learn something from it that you had not heard before or did not realize when you were reading it. So without further ado, we've already prayed, and I know you're already at chapter 6, or in the book of Judges anyway, and uh, 
we're going to get started. We're going to start talking about the book of Judges. So right now, uh, the book of Judges. Now, judges weren't judges as we know them when you go to a courtroom and, and there's a judge. Although they did do some judgment, but it wasn't that type of judge where they pronounce you guilty and give you a sentence. Although sentence was imposed on the children of Israel, but no, it's not imposed by the judges. The sentence came from God because they backslid from what they had learned and what they had done under the judges. So that's how that goes. Judges was really a military leader because they were always in conquest or in fighting against their enemies to uh, go move forward in life. Let's just put it that way. Now there were 13 judges in the book of Judges. So with 13 judges, you see that, uh, and there was major judges and there were minor judges. Some major ones are, did the greater things and the minor ones did things, but they weren't as on a grand scale as the major judges. So that's how you get your major and your minor judges. All right. So the major judges and the minor judges would help the children of Israel do great exploits with God's leading leading and guiding, of course. So 13 times they fell short with God and was put into a compromising position that they didn't want to be in. And they would cry out to God for help and, and 13 different times and God would come in to the rescue. Again, I encourage you to read the book of Judges for the uh, precise details of everyone's story because they're very unique in nature and are true. We have Eglon, we have Ehud, we have Gideon, we have Deborah and Barak, we have, uh, I think, Gideon's son, uh, uh, we have uh, Eli, no, not Eli, that's another story, but we have a lot of different uh, stories and scenarios. We have the reason why the left hand was so important or not so important uh, in the in the, in the in the story of uh, Ehud or Ehud, however you pronounce that, and Eglon. So it's it's good. It's, this is a good book to read. As all of them are good, but the Book of Judges is even better. Okay, so as we're uh, going to take a quick look at the Book of Judges, and we're going to take we're going to go through a couple of the judges here. Just to give you a little in, input on, on these guys, we have Ehud, who was left-handed. Now, to be left-handed, right, which was a serious defect in, in superstitious times, all right? So if you had a, a superstitious nature in superstitious times, obviously everyone was, or most of the people, was right-handed. And a lot of people are left-handed today because I think, I think as a child, the parent would probably go ahead and use whichever hand they see you using most of the time, you know, what comes naturally to the child. So for this guy, his left hand probably came natural. So it was easier for the parent to teach him to do things with his left hand since he's already doing things with his left hand. But there was a superstition imposed with that because of the biblical times that they were living in. Please take a moment. To read this story is very good. Even though the, the Ehud helped uh, release the children of Israel from their bondage that they was in, they was being oppressed by Eglon, and Eglon uh, 
he had to pay the price, and he did help them. Ehud helped them tremendously by escaping that. Then we, we're going to take a quick look at uh, Deborah and Barak. Deborah was a prophetess. Uh, she was not uh, the actual leader. I would say she was like the the team member, if you would. She was the prophetess, and she got Barak involved as a judge so that, once again, they could help uh, with the children of Israel to be removed from their oppressing, oppression and bondage and the difficult times they were going through because once Eglon and Ehud was out of the scene, then comes Deborah and Barak. And this type of behavior happened over and over and over again. But now we have one of the great, great judges And when we look at Gideon. And a lot of us know the story of Gideon. But Gideon's remembered commonly Gideon is remembered for the doubt and reluctance to take action. How many of you today, although you can consider yourself great in your family, great at your job, great in your physical abilities, great in your mental abilities and capabilities, but you don't take action, you're reluctant in taking action in the appropriate way, especially If you get a call from God to move forward in a particular situation, you're reluctant to do that. But you have to make sure that you're hearing from God and that you're in the will of God. Well, Gideon did get that information. He did get that confirmation. He did get that understanding that he was in the perfect will of God. And Gideon moved forward and once again, read the story for yourself so that you can get the particular details. Because if I go through all these judges and say everything that they did and maybe read a scripture or two for you, we would be here for probably two hours because you get into the details and you elaborate on the details. And it's a whole lot of good stuff that these judges did. So when you get your call, be sure to step up and move into the call. Hallelujah. Gideon led the children of Israel to a victorious, victorious, victorious battle. And they won and they overtook. Uh, Another great judge uh, was uh, Samson. We know the story of Samson and most notably the story of Samson and Delilah. Samson's strength, Samson's strength came through his mother due to the Nazarite vow. I know that's the other guy, Samuel, I think. But anyway, Samson's strength, we do know it came through his hair. We do know the strength lied in Samson's hair beyond a shadow of a doubt. And we know that because of Delilah, because Samson, the Philistines was after Samson because Samson had done some things to the Philistines and the Philistines was not happy with Samson. So they were trying to find out where Samson's strength was. And through Samson had relationships with three different Philistine women. And uh, after he did that, he wound up with Delilah. And Delilah was able to trick him or fool him into uh, uh, after he gave her a riddle or two. And anyway, he wound up re- revealing the the truth to his strength and why he was asleep 
She took away that strength that was provided by God. Samson wound up uh, defeated by the Philistines, thrown in prison. And the rest you can read for yourself. But again, this now here, this can go either way. You have to watch out about your relationships and who you can trust in your relationships. Samuel or Samson felt that he could trust Delilah. He knew the Philistines would come after him. And he knew that he could defeat the Philistines whenever he wanted to because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. So he was involved with this relationship with the Philistine women against his parents' will. But he still felt because of his relationship that he could uh, reveal uh, in confidence some secrets to her. Hallelujah. Just be careful on who you choose as a mate who you choose to be involved in and in, in reveal uh, detailed information about your life. If you haven't invested some time and gone through some problems, some trials and some heartaches with that person. I don't know how, how long Samson may have been involved with the relationship with Delilah. I don't think the Bible tells us that, but it may be, maybe it been a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a year, who knows? But I do know that the Philistines tried to fall upon Samson several times and they were not successful because he had not given Delilah. He did not have that enough trust or confidence in Delilah to give her the absolute truth to his strength. So maybe another year, week, two, three, four years went on and he was able to disseminate that information to her and she used that to Samson's demise and the Philistines overtook him. Now, what was that strength? Well, I'll leave that, leave that for you to read the book of Judges uh, to find out what that strength was and how it was revealed to Delilah, what his strength was and how it was used against him. Hallelujah. My job here as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as a believer, as a one that disseminates the message to you is to get you to read the word of God, is to get you to get into the word of God. And as I always say, if you get into the word of God, he'll get into you. He'll be into you because remember, he is the word made flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a wonderful thing that is. Hallelujah. To know that our Lord and Savior was made flesh and dwelt among us, not us today, but he does dwell among us. We just don't see him, but he is among us today. So the problem with the main problem with the children of Israel as they were going through the book of Judges was to show moral, political degradation of the people who neglected their religious heritage and compromised their faith with surrounding paganism. They, they compromise their faith with surrounding paganism. How does that affect you today? What are you compromising your religious faith with? Are you compromising your religious faith with the things of the world and not the things of God, paganism, whatever that may be in, your, in, in the Bible terms of paganism, all that which is not worshiping God, but you're worshiping all these other individuals, people, things, hallelujah, that has nothing at all. Although God gave mankind the knowledge to create and to make things, 
God did not do that with the intention that man would distort things and and take things to a whole nother level. And that's where the adversary comes in, because whatever God makes is good. The adversary got to flip it and and make something that's bad. And then he he gets into the heart of those that are that that want to do the things that are bad, that are that are seeking the things that are bad. Hallelujah. And he wants they want to go down that path instead of the seeking the things of God. So those people reject the religious and moral natures and statutes that God put together. And then they go down the aisle, the way of paganism, which which ultimately will lead to destruction and will not lead to eternal, everlasting life. So my friends, my constant, consistent listeners and all of those new first time listeners, God bless and keep you. And we hope that you continue to tune in to into his word dot com or stay dot into his word dot com because if you stay into him he'll stay into you and that's all done through his word so now is your opportunity if you see and feel in your life that it's going in the opposite direction going towards paganism that which is opposite of what god wants god wants you to worship and praise and, and glorify him because he seeks such to worship him hallelujah in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And his name, his name is Jesus. Yes, Jesus. The one that we always hear about. Oh, Jesus. Blessed Jesus. 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 There is something about that name you know what i mean king and kingdoms they shall all pass away but there's something about that name well god bless and keep you and we do look forward to you listening to us again Send us an email so you can get involved with that online Bible study on Thursday nights. One hour, one fast hour. Last Thursday, we had powerful testimonies on the goodness of God in the lives of some of the partakers of the Bible study. And it was good, you know, help encourage one another because the Bible tells us that we're overcomers by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb and the word of the word, the word of our testimony. God bless and keep you until we meet again.